0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to the Frantic Thoughts podcast, a video game and entertainment podcast told from a perspective of an average dude with a frantic perspective on everything. <laughs> uh it's been forever since I did an episode, and I've say that every single episode now cuz it I have uh not maintained a consistent schedule. This, this has been one of the craziest months I've had in a long time. Uh, month and change just flew by i mean really there's no excuses for missing a show um i put this time constraint on myself i put the schedule on myself so it's just like you know i didn't actually get the show done and out in a timely manner but this is going to be a jam-packed episode we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff i have just tons of notes here just ready to go <laughs> so uh we're going to start off the show with little bit of catch up what's been happening with me um, over the past uh, I guess it's been five weeks almost or a little bit more I don't even know right now it's been a while so I uh, basically my family moved back to Texas so that is one of the biggest things I've been doing over the course of what it's been it's been three four weeks um, they didn't take up most all the time but when they came down initially i wanted to hang out with them and see them a lot so basically they came down here there was a lot of family drama drama of course i won't get into that but they ended up moving down here and they actually live right down the road from me now so that's my mom my stepdad and my little brother justin and um he's four and a half ish years younger than me and uh yeah so they live down the road here and that's awesome but the whole process in helping them out in the transition between because they moved from Washington State all the way down here so they needed somebody to watch their dog for a, d- a day and then my little brother came and stayed here a few days and um, I just tried to do what I could to help them um, there's only so much I could do we have really have a huge apartment or anything but I feel like um, they did all the moving themselves I helped them move a couch which you know It was big but they did all the rest of that by themselves and they got down here and uh yeah so that took up a lot of my days off and a lot of my free time but that that's not really an excuse i was happy to do it and happy to see them and um been hanging out with sierra a lot and just doing stuff with her when when i'm off for the most part and i've just been working crazy hours and stuff um 50 (laughs) it's been it's basically ever since like I'd say March there hasn't been a week that I didn't work less than 45 you know hours which doesn't sound like a lot but it's usually closer to 50 every week so it can be very exhausting and then I come home and then I'm like okay I have like two or three hours to do something before I have to go to bed and go to work so it's just been very hard for me to budget my time and then of course I jump into rabbit holes where I'm watching shows or doing stuff that's more um relaxed time for me. So it's just like, can do I, do I want to sit down and do a podcast? Which this is really very relaxing to me, but you know, just like anything else you do in life, it takes a lot of energy and a lot of time to put together, especially if you want it to be a good show. Sound good. Stay on topic. Not a lot of, um, errs, you know, have everything kind of ready to go. It takes a lot of time and energy to put together and make it a quality, you know, thing for people to listen to. So, I'll sit down and I'll just be like, you know what? I got this game. I could just play this game right now. I can just do that. Or, hey, okay, we're going to go out. We're going to go grocery shopping. Okay, that took a little longer than we expected. And then it's like 10 o'clock at night, you know, by the time we get home. And then it's just like, okay, you know, whatever. Um, But uh, it's been really cool to see my family, though. Like, I I don't think I had seen my mom and brother for about... uh, We went on vacation... Um, I think I was doing the podcast at the time i I'm not hundred percent sure if I was. It's been a couple years. Uh, I definitely had a switch so I think I was doing the podcast and I talked about it, but that was a long time ago. But yeah, I went up to Washington and saw them for a week and it was a really cool week and we you know hung out there but they've been here and it was kind of a weird situation because it's just me and you know my fiance Sierra in this apartment. So it's very small. It's very our space you know what i mean and i don't really have a lot i don't have any like in real life friends that i have over really anymore so it's like it's just me and her in here and you know our pets and that's it (laughs) so we had i was like cleaning the house and like prepping it and and you know it's not the nicest house ever it's a little cluttered there's my game room is kind of a mess because it just has stuff everywhere not like filth mess more like clutter mess but Oh, excuse me. Uh, I had like a little burp in my throat. Uh, Anyway, uh, I had it's it's kind of have I have a lot of stuff, you know, and it's not a big space, so stuff gets piled up. So I'm just like, man, I gotta tidy this up and make it look good. And then they came over, and my little brother stayed the night. I showed him some games. I showed him um, God of War. Um, He loved it. Uh, Like, I was kind of a kind of an ass to him, right? I turned on God of War. I downloaded it and then turned it on for him. And I said, here, here, play a little bit, play a little bit. And then he played the first section through the stranger fight and he beat the stranger at the very beginning of the game. I guess mild, mild spoilers if you haven't played it, but it's like the first 45 minutes of the game. And then as soon as that happened and the adventure started, I was like, all right, time to turn it off. And then he's just like, what? I just started, you know? And then I was just, I was like, I'm messing with you. Go ahead. And I just let him play. Um, but yeah, he stayed here um slept on my couch just we just hung out when i was off and um went with my family you know around town and you know just hung out and it was really nice to see them and it's cool that they're right there um i talked to my i always talk to my mom all the time you know on messenger call her all the time you know you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty close with my mom, so it's nice to have some her, her here in town if I want to go, you know, just see her, or, hey, you guys want to go eat dinner, which we did last night, which was awesome, you know, just like, hey, we want to go to Danny's, let's go, you know, and we did. So, it was really fun, uh, we watched her dog, and my dog is an asshole. I love my dog to death, she's a nervous Nancy, uh, her name's Raven, she's half lab, half Pitbull, or at least part pit bull you can tell by her build that she's part pit bull but she is mostly lab but she's so nervous and anxious all the time and then my mom has this little 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 chihuahua like regular size teacup chihuahua right his name's little man and he acts like he is you know twice the size of my dog he is super big you know has a big personality he's a sweet little guy um so we had to bring him here for family reasons and he was fine but our dog was just an asshole (laughs) she would like just stare at him and like get in his face and stuff and she just doesn't know how to act around smaller dogs i guess and we were you know disciplining her but like hey no no raven don't do that and she still would try to like just glare at him. So he was here staying here, but we had to either put him in a separate room or her in a separate room the whole time and it was just a frustrating situation, but it is what it is. But yeah, I mean it was worth it like everything worked out and they're here, they got their place, their apartment's nicer than mine. I'm like, "Man, I wish I lived here." <laughs> and uh yeah, so that's done. That was cool. They're here in town so you know that was a distraction from making content and even playing video games and stuff it was more like hey i'm focusing on this situation that's happening in my life which is perfectly okay you know and i do want to get back to doing this show like more regularly um i might just say that we're just gonna try to aim for three to four episodes a month and Hopefully I can manage that, and it's it's hard for me to promise anything, because this stuff just comes up, and I don't expect it anymore. I used to have like a very set schedule, and a very specific time when I worked, and I knew how many hours I would work, and how everything would go, and now it's just like, you know, I never know what's going to happen, and it's just been crazy for, for me, like, for like doing a very set and specific schedule for anything. So it's hard for me to be like, oh yeah, definitely, every Thursday, like I used to do. And uh, no apologies though, it's. Uh, I know people hate like long explanations for stuff, so let's just say I'm trying my best. <laughs> and I actually have some videos planned too, I'm planning video content. Um, and the thing is that really sparked me just really wanting to do more videos is this polykill video I made, and it was like this clip Travis, you know, being his natural, hilarious self, uh, just talking about uh, Hideo Kojima getting drunk and coming up with death stranding we'll talk more about Death stranding a little later in this episode but him just basically saying he's coming up with this crazy scenarios for death stranding just be being drunk and just being crazy and it's just a funny little clip and then i was like you know what this would be really funny if i just edit it purposely bad but kind of good at the same time if you know what i mean And, uh, so I did that and I was just like, that was so much fun to edit. I just sat down for a little over like, it's probably like an hour, maybe hour and a half and just like clipped together a bunch of like random images, videos, and just made this a really dumb video and it was fun. And I was like, dude, I really miss doing videos. So I am recording footage and I'm trying my best to get back into that. So hopefully there'll be some stuff coming up soon and I'll let you know when that happens. Um, eh, it's like, you know, what I noticed is like when you're working, it's like you're in a time rift, if that makes sense. Like time just flies by when everything's like in such, um, a routine, like I I, I'll be working this routine where I'm working the same things over and over. And then time just, just, it's like a black hole that sucks your time down. Um, and, uh, it's, it's just crazy, you know? And, um, trying to manage that is very hard for me that's like one of my life skills that i am very terrible at so i've been working on it um so speaking of work that was the segue i had originally and then i kind of trailed off but um i got yelled at out at, at one of the stores i worked at and it was it made me really uncomfortable and um so there is these people that go around and I'm not even gonna say gender, I'm not gonna say what the store was. It's a store, I merchandise beer. So I go around to different stores and I stock up beer, help build displays, stuff like that. And I was stacking up this Bud Light thing and I had been doing these this display for Bud Light and there's like 24 pack cans and I stack it like really, really high on Fridays because it's the weekends coming up and so when I come out on Saturday, Sunday, all i gotta do is level off that display i don't have to fill it up and they hadn't said nothing to me and i've been doing that for like six months this lady comes up to me and i I was stacking it up she's like what are you doing what are you doing i'm like oh what you know what i mean what's wrong like i'm just working like what's going on and then she's like You can't cover up the sign and i'm like looking at it the signs not really covered up like the price sign they have like a big pricing sign maybe a little bit you can definitely see it if you kind of step to the side like it's not very covered up i was like well it's not really covered up and you guys complain if it gets too low and i've been doing this for over six months don't you talk to me like that don't give me sass and i was just like what i was like okay uh yes ma'am she's like don't call me ma'am i'm not old enough to be called ma'am i'm just like Okay, you know, and it's just like, like, don't be an ass. This happened to me like a few days ago, and just like, what? And uh, I said I wasn't going to even say gender, but it's a, it was a lady, it was an older lady. Um, she had gray hair, you know, ma'am. And I, I say ma'am to people my own age, you know, it's a polite thing. Um, whatever. Um, just be nice to people. Uh, I don't know where the story was going, but just be nice to people. That that was so frustrating, man. I I, I was so I was. I, it kind of just put a little like damper on my parade like the day was going fine i was kind of feeling good listening to podcasts like and just chilling and then someone comes up and yells and yeah another situation that happened at that same exact store though which really weirded me out even more than that because you know that just made me uncomfortable and feel kind of crappy about my day this one was just weird so i'm working you know just doing my thing stocking shelves And I hear like this robotic noise and I feel something behind me and I turn around and there's this like Things scanning the shelves. So it's like this robotic thing that drives around and scans shelves and I I know these exist I've seen videos of them on Twitter, but I and I've never seen them in person. So this thing is like driving by and It's just like Like that It's just like this giant lifeless robot. It was creepy. (laughs) It creeped me out so much. I'm just like, what the hell? And I was like, are we living in a dystopian future? That's, I actually took a little video of it the next day when I went in and I saw it on a different aisle. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna put the post this online, see what people think. I was like, "Are we living in a dystopian future? Is this proof that that the future is here and it's very grim?" And everybody's like, "Yes, yes, you're correct." <laughs> uh, another proof of like, there's this Walmart right that we live near, and I don't I don't stock this store, um, but these WalMarts are like prison WalMarts. Okay, they're very. Uh, I feel I feel very. Uncomfortable going into these Walmarts now. So, they for one thing, they expanded the self checks to where there are only six lanes of regular checking. So, you walk in and there's like four big areas of self check. And I don't mind self check all in all, but they only give you one person for about 10 or 12 self checks. And so, if something happens, like the machine messes up, you're just standing there waiting. All this is, you know, for more automation. Um, They have like a pickup thing where you scan a barcode after you pick up stuff online and it just spits it out of a machine. There's like no people involved with it. I mean, someone loads the machine daily, but that's about it. And uh, yeah. So when you walk in now, they have these metal gates that you go through like an airport. And you can tell there's like little metal detector things that are detecting like guns and stuff now because they're, they're cracking down on open carry. So when you walk into the Walmart, there's like two security guards standing by the door. And then there's like these metal bars that you have to go through. And then they're self-check that you don't interact with any people. So when you're in the store, it's very uncomfortable to go in. Like, I I don't feel like at home, like when I go to a store, you know, I want to like, especially when it's brick and mortar, I know grocery stores are different, but if, I'm going to a brick and mortar store at least make it feel like you want me there. You know what I mean? Like it's just, I I don't like shopping at that store, but it's the closest Walmart here and of course Walmart has like everything. So we go there quite a bit, but it's just a very awkward and just uncomfortable situation to go into that store. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I did do something, uh, just to go completely off topic here. Um, I did a frantic thoughts survey and I, I haven't looked at it in a little while basically I just did this mini thing and I was like hey what do you guys think of the, the show what can I do to improve it and uh, generally I had some I had about eight responses um, some people give me a little like snippet of stuff that they that they think I could improve on and I really appreciate that um, I'm gonna have this server survey in the description here it's still up I haven't closed it down so if you guys take a minute can you listen to the show have any suggestions for me that's great what sections like I did like a little um, questionnaire it's like two questions it's like leave as much or as little input as you want and which in sections do you enjoy hearing and then just help me go forward if in the future like maybe I want to cut a section or add a section I can say oh they didn't really like this one quite as much so bam you know what I mean and yeah So that's there and I appreciate the feedback I've been getting and definitely have like little ideas and little tweaks for the show going forward. Uh, You'll probably hear them in this show. So uh, yeah, hopefully you like what I do with the show. I I always want to make this sound better. I always want to improve going forward. So there's that. I probably should have plugged that at the end, but my notes are here. I am Anchorman. I just read what's on the notes and I say it to you. No, I'm just kidding. I probably should have put that at the end, but that's okay. Um, There was this really cool video. uh, It's a TED Talk that Sean from the Game Game Buzz podcast uh, shared on Twitter. And um, I thought it was very enlightening um, and a very cool thing. It's called How Craving Attention Makes You Less Creative. And he kind of goes into, like, you know, when it when you're focusing more on like a number or on like a view count or on getting that constant attention and less on building and making the thing that you love you your creative your creativity gets stifled and it just spoke like to me uh as somebody who likes to make these little things like these this podcast and different things and i wanted to recommend that you guys go listen to this ted talk watch it i think it's like about 10 minutes Go to YouTube and just look up how craving attention makes you less creative. Uh, check that out. And I really thought that it was very poignant and it proved and showed um, how being a creator is better to be, you know, focused on your craft over your exposure and your attention seeking nature. And it just made me think about social media, how much I am on there and how much I rely on it for my mental well-being, which I don't really mean to do. It's just part of my life. I am on there a lot on Twitter and different social media sites. And it just kind of made me think a little more inwardly about my habits and about this creative process that we all go through, especially if you're a really creative type. And uh, apparently Steam wants me to play a game. Steam just popped up here. Uh, And uh, just I just thought it was a cool thing, and yeah go go check that out if you have about ten minutes to watch something awesome um I've been trying to lose a little bit of weight, and I'm not doing this in a very particular way uh if that make, uh, this that doesn't make sense, but um I haven't really drank much sodas and sugary stuff for that long, like uh I think. For about a year and a half, I haven't really drank sodas on the regular. I drink like one or two sodas a day. i kind of been trying to cut out regular sodas now. So if I go to a movie theater, i only usually get like a cherry Coke, right? Now I'll get like a diet Coke or I'll get a uh, sparkling water or water. You know, anywhere where I have soda in my life before, I'm trying to cut all of it out. And if I do crave a soda, I will go for a diet one that or a sugar-free one and I know diet sodas aren't great for you, but the sugar is a little bit more worse for you. So I've been trying to cut that out. I've been trying to cut out energy drinks, like I know me trying to cut out energy drinks. Um, I still will generally have one about four out of five days of my work. So I have about four energy drinks a week. And uh, the other day I've been trying to add one day of coffee or something with caffeine like tea or coffee to offset the energy drink i'm trying to get used to that and just trying to shed some weight i did lose a little bit of weight i got i was around 237 238 and now i'm down to about 220 218 right now so i'm feeling good i'm not doing too much extra exercise my job is super physical so i figure if i could watch my calorie intake and stuff and trust me it's hard i have had multiple times where i'm like oh you know, it's great. I'm going to fast food and I just binge eat a bunch of fast food. I've done it, but I'm trying my best to just slowly lose weight by cutting out stuff. And then if I have that craving for that bad thing, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not going to do that. Or hey, I want a beer today. No, you know what? I don't need a beer today. Um, I've been drinking white claws, but you know what? I'd actually recently discovered looking more into them is they use sugar in white claws and they're not as healthy as a lot of people think they are. And I was like, you know, this is my uh, it's a healthier alternative than drinking like a really heavy IPA. I'll give you that much. But if I'm going to do the alcohol, I try to that's probably my biggest vice is, is like, hey, you know, I had a really rough day. I want a beer or something, you know. So that's just the hardest thing for me to get out of my life. And I've been trying to drink less, too. And um, doing all these things, I am losing weight slowly. But I know that I will plateau unless I keep on changing stuff. So I'm really focusing on my health. And I I want to be around, you know. I'm getting closer to 30. I know that doesn't sound old. I know it's not old. It's still a young age. But I am getting i'm like about to be out of my 20s i have one more year my birthday's coming up soon i have one more year and then i'm in my 30s you know i want to feel like you know i can live for you know three times that long you know long time so slowly just learning more healthy habits it has been something that's been hard for me but i've been trying my best you know um i know this whole 30 minutes beginning is all about me so you know it is what it is um but you know i have been treating myself when i can money's been super tight there's situations i can't really go into but it's just been like penny pinching like like a mother <laughs> but i did manage to get myself a solid snake amiibo i found one early release randomly at a walmart for 12.95 and I was like, you know what, I'm picking this up, I love the Metal Gear Solid series, and I don't have any paraphernalia, I don't have any posters, anything like that, related to Metal Gear, so I got myself an amiibo, and I was like so freaking happy about it, I was like, dude, this thing is so dope. (laughs) So, I got that, and I did pick up some video games, and I have been playing some video games, so let's go into what I've been playing. (laughs) So this month for the QuickSave Club we were playing Minecraft and a lot has happened related to Minecraft which we will talk about in the actual QuickSave Club cast. So I won't go too deep into this, but I opened up a Minecraft realm and it was interesting. So there are two versions of Minecraft that are on PC. There are, there's the original Java version that runs off the Java platform, and then there's another one that runs off of a Windows software pro, uh, platform. Uh, so it's a completely different code set and completely different everything. The difference between the two, of course, Java is not as stable, and the other version is called the bedrock edition which you can play across different platforms so if anybody has it on switch has it on xbox anything can join this realm can we can all join together and play so i got the realm on that version and that version's a little bit different than java version the combat's a little different uh, some of the different crafting things the redstone acts differently in cer- certain very specific situations, the game runs so smooth on Bedrock Edition, and that server has been awesome. We, uh, I made an auto chicken farmer. We went and fought a dragon, uh, enchanted a bunch of stuff, and I built a cool house on a hill and all this stuff. It's just been so fun to get back into Minecraft. Got me and Tier diving into mods and stuff, which we might do something with in the future and play a lot more of that. It's been so fun. So. It just, Minecraft is on one of my top games of all time. I don't know if it's my favorite of all time, but it's very close to the top. And I hadn't been playing it too much. I would pop into old worlds here and there. And the sad thing is my old computer died. So I lost like eight of my old worlds. that had so much progress in it. And I think about those worlds from time to time. But I do have YouTube videos of a lot of them. So I can go back and watch them on my old YouTube channel, which is pretty cool. And that's the good part about making videos, right? You can go back and look and listen to old podcasts of mine where I'm singing Let It Go from Frozen and stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's been such cool to jump back into that game, see all the new changes, and just live in that world. It's one of my favorite. It's a, such a good sandbox game. It's kind of just open to interpretation to infinite levels and people just think of so many cool things that you can do in it and then when you have that cool idea for that new build or you can use this new block that you never used before to make this new building or this new redstone contraption oh i can go fight this guy oh we can make this type of mob farm and it's just like your the smallest the you start out with this game in such a small place and then it just explodes to a million different possibilities. And that's why I love Minecraft. And it's been really cool to jump in with the Quick Save Club. And of course it was my idea to play this. Uh, this my, this was my pick for this month on, on that show. So check out that podcast. That'll be live in the next few days. We're recording it very soon. And I'm very excited to jump in and enjoy the hell out of that. So what else have I been playing? I've been playing a couple of just random things. I bought a game called Crayola Scoot. This game's bad, <laughs> um, but I like to jump into just random license games to see what they are, like what's this all about? It's a Razor Scooter game, basically. The artwork is very flat looking. It's kind of cartoony. It's a three-dimensional game, of course. You're scoot- skating around. But the mechanic that you have is you paint with your scooter like a Splatoon-like. So it's kind of like a cross between a sc- scootery game and uh, Splatoon. And I was playing that and I was like, this is fine. And I played it for like four or five hours, actually. I kind of played it for a decent amount of time and I had fun with it. it- it's not a great game. I wouldn't even say it's good, I wouldn't even recommend it, but I got, I found it for $2.99 and I actually found some fun with it, and it's just a, a very, it's a kid's game. You know, you can tell that it's a very budget, kid-friendly game. And I actually just had fun just skating around, uh, and there is a move where you can dab. So I was dabbing it up, doing grinds, and uh, being a Gen Zer, I guess, I don't know. Uh, being a kid and just uh, feeling like I was a kid, playing some crappy, PS One game that someone bought me for my birthday or something, you know what I mean? Like, it's that level of license game, but it was just fun enough for me to play it in a couple hours for two different sessions. So you know, it wasn't great, but I had a decent amount of time, like, fun with it. You know, um, what else came out? We played the oh, I played the Modern Warfare Beta two times. There was two different weekends. The first we- weekend they had a 2 versus 2 beta which was this game is cool i am a call of duty old school call of duty fan i like the multiplayer i haven't jumped into one very deep since black ops 3 which i put about five days worth of hours in <laughs> i'm kind of ashamed of that but i'm not because it's it's fun to have a really good multiplayer game that you can play in the background right and I was really hopeful for this Modern Warfare game because they have a brand new engine. And it, it looks amazing. Like the graphics are stunning. Um, I bet it'll look even better in like single player and multiplayer. I'm sure they have to take some liberties and down down res some stuff. But on my pro, on PS4 Pro, it looked just gorgeous. It plays like Call of Duty, even better in some situations. It's a very fast and snappy gameplay, and it's just a shooter, you know. So if that's not your thing, that's not your thing. Um, I I don't really consider it a, too violent or anything. I just I just think you know this this is just, you know a silly little arcade thing. I try not to think too heavily about. The tones and what you're getting kill streaks in this game. You know what I mean? I try not to think too deep about that. I just kind of have fun. It's just kind of like a mindless game I play to pass the time. But um this two versus two is pretty cool. So you have obviously two versus two, and you start on this different sides of this very small map, and there are six rounds, and uh it's just everybody gets the same exact loadout on one of the modes so you get like say you get a sniper rifle and a desert eagle pistol and then maybe like a smoke grenade you know and then you're like okay let's defeat the other team and of course you are sneaky you go around the map and either you kill both of them or if there are one or you know one from each team left there's a flag that'll spawn in the middle of the map kind of draws people out and then whoever has the most health or captures that flag Will win that round and then you do it until somebody wins six rounds and it's just it was so fun the rounds went by so fast they're very snappy and um it's just like man that was like the first nail like yes i definitely want to get this game its it's just a very fun it takes that very twitch shooter thing in my brain and that takes that thing where hey i can actually learn to get better at this thing in my brain too and there's another mode they did on there which was even more clever which i was like man this is so cool so if you play ever play like a battle royale game you'll get dropped in and you have to pick up the weapons right like you don't have anything on you it is a 2v2 mode but you have to pick up the weapons off the ground you don't spawn with any weapons so You'll spawn in. You're like, okay, well, there's a pistol. I know there's going to be a pistol near me. The spawns are always the same. So you're like, I know there's going to be a pistol right there. I know there's going to be a flashbang over there. But if I run over there a little bit further, there's an assault rifle. Or, oh, if you run even further to the right, there's a shotgun. So you can kind of get the lay of where the guns are going to be. So you can like, okay, I know that this guy probably across here might pick up the pistol. But if I'm fast and sneaky enough, I can go get that shotgun and pick it up and defeat them with the more powerful weapon or if you're very good with the specific pistol you're like okay i can pick up that so it's kind of like this little meta game that you have to play with yourself as you're playing in there you're like okay what do i want to do do i want to pick up this or do i want to pick up that and it adds just that extra layer to the 2v2 mode and i'm just it's just fun as hell like it's just very entertaining to jump in and just like okay this is a new map. I've never done this map. Okay, what do I want to do? Do I, do I want to jump over here? Do I want to grab this? Do I want to grab that? And it's just so fun. It's just a very pleasant, you know, it's a war simulator or whatever. But <laughs> to me, it's a very, it takes a specific thing in for me where I can be very competitive and very strategical. Strategical? That's not a word, is it? Strategic? I don't think strategical is a word. I think I made that up. Um, <laughs> you can pick up some weapons and just just learn it it's fun and it's smooth a solid frame rate and it's really cool and uh the next week they did two different uh they did another beta but they had two different modes in it one was a like a mismatch of different modes there was like a domination a team death match and just kind of normal stuff um domination you just capture three different points and defend them six v six uh team death match you know that speaks for itself you just kill the other team most points wins And then they had like a headquarters mode where it's like you have a point that you capture and you have to hold that point for a certain amount of time. And then when you do, it spawns a different spot. And basically whoever holds the most points over the time limit is the winner. And then they had another mode that's very Battlefield-like. And it's it's Ground War. They've had Ground War in Call of Duty before. But usually when they have Ground War, it's just like, okay, it's the same maps, but we're going to add like instead of 6v6, it's 12v12. You know, it's just more people on the map. But this game mode is freaking ridiculous in this uh, Modern Warfare beta, or in Modern Warfare in general. It's 32 players versus 32 players, and the map is about the size of four maps put together. And, like, it's gigantic. Like, it's going to take you, it would probably take you 20 minutes to run all the way across the whole thing, which is pretty damn big. Uh, You run pretty fast, too. And it's like Battlefield. You got five points. Um, In Battlefield, the thing is, when you capture a point the actual point will get moved and you can just like a push and pull thing but not in this one you just have five points that you have to defend and capture but you have like atv vehicles that you can ride across there you have tanks you have helicopters um, and then of course if you get your kill streak up you can do like airstrikes and stuff from your own you know person so it's just a chaotic frenzy a mess and it It was a blast. (laughs) I don't care how ridiculous it just they threw. It's just crazy. Like you feel like you're in war. Like I I know that sounds kind of demented and dark, but the thing is, is like it's just so chaotic that it makes it so fast and fun and a little dumb too. Like this is just a little bit much. There's probably too much going on right now, but it was so fun to me. And that that right there actually sold me on the game. Like I'm buying this game because of that mode. And if you couple that with the two v two, and the TDM is pretty fun, and the game, gunplay is pretty cool, and the customization customization options were pretty good, it, on the weapons like you can do a lot of different details, like you can change the stock and the barrel and the scopes and everything, and it's very intricate and feels like you can play your own way and do what you want to do, and I just really liked it. It's it a really great multiplayer experience, and then they have like the special ops mo where it's like well, the missions you can do and then of course like the campaign looks interesting i don't know how much i'm gonna like that i'll play through it and see what's like we'll, we'll talk about it when that comes out and i get that um the cool thing the that i've been seeing a, as like a a trend nowadays and i think call of duty is like really pushing this forward is the cross play functionality is just stellar and it has cross progression too so if you level up your character up to level 50 and you want to buy it on xbox and play it on xbox you can but there's really no point like so i'm on playstation i'm playing on controller so it'll match me with anybody who's playing on controller even including pc players or there's pc players playing on controller they'll match it with me the even cooler thing is is if you're even on xbox or playstation and you want to play with mouse and keyboard plug that mouse and keyboard baby into that piece that uh beast of a console Anybody match with PC players that are playing or console players that are playing mouse and keyboard. That's how they're doing the matchmaking system cross-platform. So anybody playing with controller can match up together and play with anybody playing with the controller. And even if you don't want to do cross-play, you can switch it off. You can say, oh, I just want to play with the people on my own console. They give you the freedom to do what you want to do with that. And it's just really cool. And I hope that a lot of different systems do that. Um, Destiny 2 even has like a cross thing that i did as well i don't know if i'm gonna play any destiny 2 but uh, i took my main character from my playstation account and now i can play it on any of them which is pretty cool so like a lot of companies are doing this now and i love our crossplay future it's just something that you think about like back in the day right you'd be thinking about mo- like future of games And future of multiplayer games you think oh all systems should be able to play together right the games are very similar the consoles are very similar and uh, that's becoming a reality slowly but surely it is becoming a reality and that's just awesome Uh, so I spent a long time talking about Modern Warfare beta Uh, Celeste chapter 9 came out and then I discovered I had never beat Celeste chapter 8 so what I ended up doing on my switch is I have been going back and replaying Celeste again Which I've played the main story of Celeste a million times, but I never bothered to get the secret stuff. I'm just like, eh, I just like the main thing, you know, being bullheaded. So now I've been going back, getting the B sides and getting all the strawberries. Eh, The strawberries actually don't count as much as these, like, hidden, like, silver hearts you have to get, or like, glowing hearts. So I have to get four of those from four secret areas to open up chapter eight so i've been working on that and then i want to play through chapter nine on celeste and i was like i thought i was ready for chapter nine it's like oh yeah it's coming out and then i went in there i was like wait no i'm not <laughs> so that's fine that's one of my one of my favorite uh platformers um i've played and i've just been really enjoying that as well and um speaking of platformers i played some more mario maker 2 it's been kind of my go-to for like i have an hour You know, or I have 30 minutes and I'll sit down and I'll just go into, you know, either like the infinite play mode. I can't think of what it's called right now where you can just play. Or I go and look in like the top trending levels or I look at the levels I'm following from people and I'll just play a few Mario Maker levels. It's infinite Mario. Um, I haven't built any stages recently. Um, Not sure if I'm going to build anymore. Honestly, I might go back and build some eventually when I get that itch. But right now I'm just kind of enjoying just playing that game. Um it's kinda just gonna always be there. It's kinda always be in my Switch for now until some other games come out. Um but that's that's always a good time. And let's see. What else have I been playing? I think there's just a bunch of indie games coming out that that I just want to play. Like I already started uh, Untitled Goose game. I know it's very short but I only did like the very first section of it. Um there's other list of like indie games that are coming out um that I want to check out there's a game called Mutazione, Mutazione, it's M-U- M-U-T-A-Z-I-O-N-E, Mutazione, uh, one of the devs say, say it very Italian, so don't be offended, Mutazione, <laughs> I can't do it, uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts, I want to play that game, um, Untitled Goose Game I started, and it's, it's fun, you're just basically like, it's Hitman, but you're an asshole duck. That's the pitch if I ever tell people what this game is. Well, basically, instead of killing people, you just annoy a small English town <laughs> as this really annoying duck with a checklist. So you have, like, a checklist of stuff. Like, there's a good example. There's a dude at the very beginning of the game in the garden, and he, you have to get him to wear a sun hat. And if you annoy him enough, he'll start hammering a sign that says no gooses, right? With those goose crossed out. If you honk, you can make like a honking sound, it's like kind of isometrical, it's like a tilt shift, um, isometric game. Um, when he tries to hammer and you honk, he hammers his thumb and he gets dazed and he falls. And then you can pick his hat-, hat off of his head, and then he's a bald guy, so and there's a sun hat. So if you take a hat off his head and run away, he'll be like, oh, like all bummed out, and then he'll go put the sun hat on, and you'll get that little uh check. Mark off of that mission. Basically, it's literally just a checklist. This dude, goose has a checklist of being an asshole to everybody in this town, and it's hilarious and dumb and fun. It's just what I live for when I play little indie games like this, and I'm kind of itching to play some more right now, honestly. But uh, it's so fun. So I'm playing that. Uh, there's other games I want to play. That's Neo Caps coming out. That just looks really cool. What the golf I heard is just like Warrior Wear but a wacky golf simulator. That's coming out. There's a lot of really small games that are coming out that I'm just like, man, I want to play. Um, there's one specific that I haven't got, like I haven't played yet but I did buy. It's only $5. It's called Kind Words. Uh, lo-fi something or other. I can look at the exact name but I'll just keep talking while I do. Um, basically the premise of the game. Okay, it's called uh, Kind words And then in parentheses it says Lo-fi beats the chill too You know like on YouTube or whatever So basically the premise of this game is You go into your room And you write letters to people About whatever you want to write And then you respond to letters about, about uh, To people that you want to talk to And also you can throw up these paper airplanes With like little like messages in them So basically the premise of the game is You're online with different people And uh, you're just helping people out Like somebody might ask, Oh, I had this really crappy day at work. What do you think I should do? What's, what's something that you like to do for fun? And you can respond to them or, Oh my God, my mom just died. You know, it gets dark and deep and you talk to people on there. It's like real people sending real people messages and it's very cool. And just like, it's an interesting social thing. Like I haven't seen a game do this specific thing. And the whole thing is chill vibes, put out positive messages respond to respond to messages of people who want responses or hey you can just send really nice things to some other people you can send kind words to people and it's just a pleasant idea and honestly i haven't even played this game (laughs) but just thinking about it watching videos on it i just like man i gotta play this and i have it installed on my steam here and i really hope to play some soon but if you haven't heard of it It'll probably play on almost, almost any PC. I would recommend trying it, honestly. I haven't even played it myself. I know it. if you want that cathartic feeling of talking to somebody over the internet, um, getting anonymous replies. Um, I did watch a stream where somebody said something, some anti-Semitic thing in there, because it's the internet. Just so be, be forewarned about that, you know. <laughs> uh, the world's a dumb, crazy place sometimes. But yeah, that generally sounds like a great game, besides that negative thing I threw out at the end here. (laughs) But yeah, I think that's about it, except for one more title that I played, and I've been looking forward to it for a very long time. Borderlands 3, y'all, came out, and I dipped my fingers into my very, very tight budget, and I pinched some quarters and dollars together, and I went to Best Buy and picked up Borderlands 3 because I had been waiting so long. I was like, I am not missing out on Borderlands 3. I'm so excited for it. I decided to pick it up on Xbox. And then I watched a Digital Foundry video where it's like, you know what? The Xbox version is slightly not as good as the PlayStation version. And I'm just like, oh, well, I already opened it up and played it on Xbox. So whatever. <laughs> um, but I, I realized this is the first Xbox-like disc game that I've played in a long time because i've been playing game pass like i played dead cells on there i've played some creature in the well on game pass and some i always play halo on game pass and stuff like that uh i haven't really played many disc games on my xbox maybe basically ever it's mostly digital and that kind of hit me like a ton of bricks i'm like damn this is like the first disc xbox game i think i've bought in like over a year i was like damn that's crazy you know because i buy disc playstation games like all the time and i bought uh my cartridge switch games like i'd say like three or four times a year so um i play my switch a decent amount it's, it's kind of my second like my nintendo console and indie console so i don't play it as much as i play my xbox or playstation but i was like man i've been playing my xbox quite a bit and i love my x it looks great on my tv and all that um so, yeah, I've been playing uh, Borderlands 3. It's exactly what I wanted from Borderlands. People are complaining about the dumb humor. That's why I'm there. I'm there for that light atmosphere, stupid jokes, um, you know, crazy weapons, crazy characters. Just a fun, dumb, good time. That's what I was there for. Uh, there's multiple classes. There, I ended up picking one called Flack, and he has these mobs these like uh pets basically you can choose between like a spider ant he's cre- crazy looking thing like a skag which is basically a dog and um uh, there's another one there's a couple of them that you can choose from but you can like i have i've been using the skag his main name is mr chew and you can pet him because so that, that's important to know you can pet him and i you can also irradiate him and send him into the battlefield and have um, a bunch of toxic damage on a bunch of en- enemies. And that's fun, too. <laughs> but the weapon variety has been really cool. The story's cheesy, but fun in that Borderlandsy way. And I know people complain that it's more Borderlands, but that's what I personally wanted. I didn't really care if they deviated too much from the formula. I wanted that go in there, shoot a bunch of things. Do a couple of power-ups here and there, you know, from the character. And just enjoy my t- myself going through and getting better loot and getting better guns and getting better armor and better grenades that do wacky things. And have a gun that yells at you. Have a gun that you can throw and it bounces off the wall like a rubber ball and says ow every time it hits a wall. So it's just like ow, 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 ow. And then it blows up. Why not? <laughs> I have a gun. I found a gun that shot cheeseburgers i'm not kidding and uh there's a gun that's basically like shoots sound waves that you get from a boss it's ridiculous but i love it it's so fun and it's exactly what i was looking for just a su- fun sit down and relax shoot some crazy bandits and you know monsters on different locales there's actually different worlds you go to only made it partially through the first the second world that you go to it's like a A big cityscape and I only made it partially through that so far but it's been fun Uh, I I definitely want to put more time into that so I think I talked about what I've been playing for long enough so I think we're gonna jump into the media corner So we're going to start off with a little bit of media news. There's some stuff I do want to talk about. I have a lot written here. We missed a lot of cool things. D23 happened for one, which they talked about a lot of cool stuff. They released a Star Wars trailer. Looks freaking crazy. If you haven't seen it, minor spoilers for the trailer. I don't think it's really a spoiler. But if you don't want to hear anything about Star Wars, skip ahead a little bit. Um, at the end, well, it kind of builds up with bunch of old footage from the 70s movies and you know the prequels and everything to kind of show quote-unquote the skywalker saga from the beginning and then it kind of shows some new footage shows them looking at the death star that was crashed we've seen in the other trailer shows uh ray and kylo fighting on like what i'm assuming is the death star that they're looking at like with water crashing around them and then shows another scene of like Hilo fighting in the forest a bunch of really cool imagery i like the way it looks so far we don't really know the story too much but what they do show at the very end of the trailer is ray holding two red lightsabers by her face and then she snaps them to make a double ended like light- red lightsaber lightsaber really josh <laughs> lightsaber and shows her just like looking super badass you're like oh my god she's gonna turn dark or is it a is it in her mind what's gonna happen Ooh, intrigue intrigue and i obviously i'm a big fan of all the star wars movies uh i i don't think there's one i dislike completely i think the only one i don't don't really care for watching again would probably attack of the clones number two i think it's just Has cool, like maybe in that movie, I would skip through some of the more boring parts at the beginning, honestly. But the ending was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I like all the movies, I like the Disney Star Wars movies, Last Jedi, Force Awakens. I have a good time with every single one of them. I have problems with uh, every like the newer ones too, just like everybody else. But honestly, they're just they give me that nostalgic feeling, they give me that feeling of being a kid they capture my imagination so this trailer did just that and i'm excited for the new movie it comes out in december so hell yeah new star wars fuck yeah give me new Star Wars every year i'm really excited for mandalorian which they showed a trailer here at d23 as well um looks fucking badass it comes out with uh disney disney plus which i'm buying a year of uh it comes out i think november something it's 70 for a whole year so i'm gonna buy the year they basically some other stuff came out recently that like the original animated spider-man and x-men shows are on there they have all this back catalog for Disney Channel content all these movies and I like the back catalog but they have stuff coming that's new like I said the Mandalorian which is kind of like a bounty hunter you know style show and it looks very gritty and grimy and Star Warsy, and makes me really excited and then of course they had Obi-Wan on stage Announcing that he's going to be Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan on stage, I, I, I flipped that, it was Ewan McGregor was on stage saying he was going to be Obi-Wan in a TV series that's going to come eventually to Disney Plus, hell yeah, super excited, there's so much more, there. Marvel announced new shows that are going to be on Disney Plus. Plus, plus they announced some more at Comic Con, so we have... Ms. Marvel, what? Camilla Khan's going to be on screen. She's going to be in the movies and the TV shows. we got Moon Knight, which I am the least familiar with, but the com- the two different comics that I have read that included him, he seems like a cool character. He's kind of like Batman, but for Marvel. And She-Hulk, which there's a really awesome She-Hulk run. Uh, I can't think of who did it. It's a very recent one, but awesome She-Hulk show give it to me um there's even a cartoon uh disney um, marvel show called moon girl and devil dinosaur which i had read the first trade for that it's kind of, and i, I realized it's kind of kitty you know what i mean but i had fun reading it so that should, that could be a fun show to watch I, I like i like watching cartoons i i'm not afraid to admit it i'm a man that likes cartoons leave me alone anyway uh also they announced black panther 2 is happening duh they actually talked about that there at disney plus a little bit more disney plus stuff or uh d23 stuff here yeah let's keep going with that uh pixar showed footage for their next original movie called soul uh it stars jamie Jamie fox and tina fey comes out june 19 2020 and it's the first black lead in a pixar film it's kind of about souls learning about their personalities becoming true souls it sounds very interesting i'm looking forward to that uh disney announced their animated feature for next year it's called Raya and the Last Dragon. And here's the synopsis. It says a lone warrior from the fantasy kingdom of Kamandra who teams up with a crew of misfits in her quest to find the last dragon and bring light and unity back to their world. Sounds cool. Uh, for first official, official Asian descent princess, if I count, I kind of c- count uh, Mulan as a Disney princess, but that's what they said. So. It is what it is uh, anyway we're just scratching the surface here for Disney Plus I'm a huge fan you know that's an obvious statement I'm really excited for the the platform there's like a Lizzie McGuire show a bunch of new stuff and like a Muppets show with a bunch of Muppet shorts and a bunch of really cool stuff that's coming to Disney Plus I'm excited for day one for me they solidified it with the 23 and yeah uh, Joker is coming out I think next week As Joaquin, (laughs) you guys, I did. I didn't know how to spell this dude's name, Joaquin Phoenix, so I spelled it W-A-Hyphen K-E-E-N-Hyphen F-E-E-Hyphen N-I-X. I've spelled it phonetically for me here on my notes, and I just gave that away. But apparently, he got um, Joaquin Phoenix got a standing ovation at the Toronto Film Festival for Joker after they showed it, and so. That's pretty awesome. I heard nothing but great things about it. Uh, The trailers look awesome. I'm very excited for this movie, and I'm surprised that it's getting as much praise as it's getting. And we're definitely going to go see that when it comes out. I think, like I said, next week, I'm pretty sure. So we're going to go see that. Uh, Also, James Gunn, out of nowhere, you know, the director for Guardians of the Galaxy, he's making the new Suicide Squad movie, which is just called Suicide Squad. Or no, it's called The Suicide Squad. And I had a lot of actors there. That sounds really cool if you know actors. <laughs> um, but Margot Robbie's still in it. She played uh, Harley Quinn. Idris Elba. I like Idris Elba. Everything's in. He's pretty awesome. We got Michael Rooker from Guardians. Um, Sean Gunn from Mar- Guardians. Freaking Nathan Fillion. Hell yeah. Nathan Fillion's a badass. I love that guy. Uh, John Cena. Okay. It's John Cena. You know. You know what he brings to the table here, uh, Pete Davidson. It's from SNL. Kind of weird-looking guy. He's, he's like super skinny. Like he he has this weird energy. I think he's okay. Um, Viola Davis. She was awesome in the first one. Um, yeah, Very great, really great cast like that they're they're showing here. I'm actually very excited for uh, James Gunn directed. Seeing I, there's like this huge cast like on here. It was one, two, three, four, five, six, time of... 24 people that he put on this pic image on his Twitter and it's like, you know, no one's safe type of thing. Oh, even in here in the tweet, it says, don't get too attached. Hashtag suicide squad. Yeah. Cause you know, it's going to be uh, crazy and hilarious and ridiculous. And with through his lens, through his uh, directing style, I think it's going to be a funny movie with a lot of really great action and just humor which really needed to be in the first one. So hopefully this movie is going to be as good as it seems it's going to be. I'm excited. and Of course, he's going to come back and do Guardians 3. So that's awesome. Uh, speaking of Guardians and MCU, Spider-Man was in negotiation with Sony and didn't look like it was going to be agreed upon, like that Spider-Man 3 was going to be a thing with, in the MCU. But recently just announced, I think even today, that Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige came out. I said Feig. his name's feige he came out and said hey spider-man's back in the mcu and the movie is coming out where is it july 16th 2021 and here's the quote from kevin feige he says i am thrilled that spidey's journey in the mcu will continue and i and all of us at marvel studios are very excited that we get to keep working on it Spider-Man is a powerful icon and hero whose story crosses all ages and audiences around the globe. He also happens to be the only hero with the superpower to cross the cinematic universes. So as Sony continues to to develop their own Spideyverse, you never know what surprises the future might hold." So basically he's saying that we're probably going to get a Spider-Man slash Venom movie or a Sinister Six made made by Sony. They can make their crappies, like, okay, I, I can say crappy, they might be good. I don't know, but they can make their go off, make whatever they want to make. As long as we get a follow up to Far From Home, because they had like this really awesome end credit scene that really teased the future. And then they're like, oh, my God, we're not going to make another one. They're probably not going to make another one. And I'm just like, no, make another one. Need to know what happens. And now we get to know. So that's cool. Um, Also, my voice is really high pitch right now. Also, there's a Breaking Bad movie coming out called El Camino, and it's focused on Jesse Pickman. I just wanted to mention that. Um, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad are some of the best media out there. I love them to death. So, <laughs> I'm excited for this movie. Huh? That's probably a new story I could have skipped. But hey, go watch the trailer. Go watch Better Call Saul, man. That show's great. That show is phenomenal. Okay, so we're going to go to into the subcategory of Media Corner, which is what I've been watching. And we're going to talk about some movies and TV here. Dora the Explorer and the Lost City of Gold was an awesome movie. It was a very good, very entertaining movie, a very fun family movie. This surprised me to no end. We went seeing this movie, and it actually has a decent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, this there's no way this could be good. But we sat down, and it was surprisingly funny. It had some cringy scenes in it. But And uh, Boots the monkey looked very terrible was some of the worst CG I've seen like recently recent CG, you know It looked really bad. I I thought the character design on that monkey was kind of blah, but The humor was there. I actually laughed a few times There were some you know it, It felt very much like one of those family movies that will throw an adult joke in there But it's not so much like to where the kids can pick up that it's an adult joke So that was fun and this is if you have kids go see this movie if you have kids like younger than 13 whatever this is just like anybody young young kid will love this and i in me being 28 years old i still loved it and it was a very good time um i don't know if i'll watch it again but i i was color me surprised i i just didn't expect this movie to be any good and it was decent like I wouldn't say it was great. It's not a masterpiece, but it's a fun little family movie that you definitely should check out if you have a kid, or if you're a kid at heart like me. <laughs> uh, also, speaking of being a kid at heart, uh, we watched the Steven Universe movie. Steven Universe decided to come out with a thing was like an hour and ten minute movie, and it was actually they actually did an anime time skip. It's after the events of the last season by four years. I think no might have been just two years i can't remember it's been a couple years since the end of last season the last season ended like a few months ago and this movie was a musical and it had about 10 tracks in it 12 tracks something like that and it was very entertaining the graph the way they animated it is probably the best animated steven universe yet and the storyline was great and adds more backstory to a lot of the characters. Um, it did do the thing, which I usually don't like, is when they set up like this huge backstory for a main character or a character that um, the entire stor- story is surrounding. So um, I'm trying to be vague. I don't want to spoil anything too deep about this plot or anything because it's worth watching. This whole show is worth watching to me. And this movie just is like an additive thing to the show. But they do the thing where you know this crazy deep backstory for one of the main characters. And then they bring a character that they never talked about into the storyline and make them a central character. Now, I'm not going to talk about what they do or who they are or anything. But that's a little, can be a little frustrating. They did that like in Chartered 4, like he had his brother they never talked about, and then now his brother's there. It's kind of that same situation. Um but it worked and by the end of the movie it fit pretty nicely into the story that we already know about the main characters. So it was kind of like a little grip I had with it. But from the music standpoint, the music and the songs are really great. We listen to the music all the time in the car and stuff from Steven Universe. Anyway, this just kind of added more music for us to listen to. Um, very musical heavy. It felt like a very like stage musical where they sing songed through different plot points and stuff. But the singer who does Steven Universe or the voice actor for Steven Universe, I think they aged him up on purpose because he grew up voicing him so, his voice was already high-pitched when he started, but of course he grew up. He's, I think, he's like 18 or, you know, an older kid now. And his voice got deeper, obviously, because he got older. So, he's having to put on a higher-pitched voice. And I think to get it to where he doesn't strain his voice as much, they ma- made him a little bit older. So, when they make more episodes, which they're going to do a new season, I think, um, he doesn't have to strain his voice. And he is, has a, he has pipes. He can sing. And, like, him without having to strain his voice, make it sound younger, and singing, it's really great. And that just really elevated the songs in, the, in this movie. And I really enjoyed Steven Universe. It's up there as one of the best cartoons ever, like, next to Avatar and stuff. Like, I recommend it to everybody. Like, And uh, I do do the caveat, talking about that show, that there are episodes that, early on especially... That feel very wacky and kiddy. But that's the personality as he gets older. And of course in this he's very mature. And it's a very mature storyline. And it's very... It's about loss and family and hope in the future and surviving. And it's it's just really... It has a lot of layers to it. And I really enjoy the movie. So I'm definitely going to watch that one again. That's, that's one of those like... I'll go back to that, you know. Um, speaking of a movie about family and loss... There's a movie called Farewell that we watched, and it's by this uh, this this main ca- actress, and it was Aquafina. She's kind of a comedian. Um, she did a lot of stuff. She was in, like Ocean's Eight. I was saw her in that. Uh, the storyline for this is it's a fascinating storyline. Um, I it's a very different movie. It's a very quiet movie, but it's basically about this Asian family, this Chinese family who has a grandmother that has cancer. But in China, they don't tell the pe- their persons like their fa- their loved ones, they can agree together not to tell the person that they're sick. So, it's about this Chinese woman who is played by Aquafina that goes back to China and she learns that, you know, she knows her mom has cancer. Or her grandma her grandma has cancer, but she can't tell her, but she's so used to America. You know, the way we do it here, or, you know, North American philosophy that, you know, if someone's sick, you tell them. But in their culture and the way they do it, they don't tell them. And that's what this whole movie's about. And it's just about the family dynamic. And it's about this family dealing with the situation, this crippling weight that they have. They basically are bearing this knowledge that they can't tell their grandmother. And it's sad. Has funny moments it's a very heartwarming story very you know it's a downer movie a little bit at times but i really like this movie it's it's it was a very profound movie it, it moved me you know um so check it out it's called farewell um if you're in the mood for something a little more somber and serious that's definitely a movie worth watching we also saw this movie called yesterday and the premise of this movie is interesting Basically, this guy gets in a wreck on his bike, wakes up the next day, and nobody remembers that the Beatles existed. <laughs> so, and of course, he's a mu- musician. He uses this to become the most popular musician ever by doing Beatles songs because nobody remembered. And this movie is silly. Uh, I'm going to say there's so many leaps of logic in this movie that I'm like, you know, you just kind of got to go with it. Because modern day music like people can make like some very profound and amazing music nowadays and they never get discovered so how is this guy gonna just go write a Beatles song you know and people are just gonna be like oh my god that's the best thing I ever heard oh my god you did that Beatles song you said hey Jude oh my god it's amazing you know it's just eh. for me that little nagging voice in the back of my head is like I don't know I don't know if this would actually happen this way in real life but it's an interesting movie that is might be worth a watch but it's it's kind of like somebody came up with an interesting premise and they drag it out to a two-hour movie. So, Raven, you're having a nightmare. My dog is whining. She, she's like whining, she's like mm-hmm. she's having a bad dream. Anyway, yesterday that was a it was alright movie. It didn't blow me away or anything. It was just kind of it was a fun time. It it it, it was alright. Uh, if you want to just have like a movie you could throw on, and not pay too much attention to, and just kind of chill with. That, that's what I would recommend it. Like That's like a very good Netflix. Oh, I'm just going to kind of, you know, scroll through Twitter and have a movie on. That's that's literally that movie right there. Um, we saw it Chapter 2. Uh, I think it's a little bit better than the, the first one. I'd say it's about on the same level as the first one. Very good horror movie. Basically, the kids from the first one are full-grown, and now they're all famous actors, like Bill Hader and stuff. <laughs> and... You know it's back the clown and uh hijinks ensue they all have to get back together it's not hijinks it's very dark and it, it the thing is this movie was long but it kept my interest throughout the entire thing had really cool set pieces really interesting ways to show different scary situations and i i liked how unique the ideas were and i i have never seen the original and i never read the book so in comparison i can't really do that comparison for y'all but for somebody who hasn't seen them i found it found it to be a really good spooky horror style movie that's worth watching if you're into that um and generally i'm not but it was suspenseful enough and interesting enough to watch and have a good time with and even though the runtime is like two hours and 50 minutes i'm not even kidding it really didn't feel like that long i thought the the storyline really grabbed my attention and from the very beginning to the very end I loved seeing my way through that movie and it was good. Um, some TV I've been watching. We watched Glow season three. We got through all that. Uh, let's see. How do I feel about it? Great show. <laughs> so, Glow, it's the wrestling show about the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. This show, this season, they're like in Las Vegas and uh, a lot less wrestling but a lot more personal life stuff and I enjoyed it I don't think it's as solid and as good as the first two seasons but seeing where these characters go you I'm very invested in the characters and it looks like they're only gonna do four seasons and cut it off so not gonna drag this out forever like they did the Orange is the New Black show which you know I I talked about my feelings on that they dragged that show out way too long so I'm glad they actually know where the endpoint is for glow and i want to see where it goes like this has kind of felt more like an in-between season to me to build up to the ending because the finale like the last part of the episodes for the season's like oh my god what's ha- what's gonna happen next i want to know and also it was kind of like ambiguous enough they could have left it off and not made a season for it if they wanted to but there's one more season to go on that one so i'm excited to see what they do with it Uh, We saw this show called Russian Doll. It's been out for a while. Watched the first season. It's a cool premise. I really liked it. It's kind of more another Groundhog Day-like, I guess you could say, where you repeat the same day. But it gets a little more weird. It's a little more out there. And they do some interesting things. This show is pretty short. I think it's only like 10, 20-minute episodes or something. So it's a really easy watch. And... I'm not going to spoil anything from this one. If you like the idea of a time loop situation where basically she dies and she wakes up and redoes the day, you know, and then she has to figure out why she's in this time loop. And this one really goes some weird and interesting places. And I think it's the most one of the more unique versions of this take that I've seen. And I really thought it was great. The actress Natasha i think natasha something she's from when orange is the new black and american pie and all that she's the redhead she did a very good job with her performance in this and i thought it was a great show if you haven't checked it out i recommend this one highly um the last thing i want to talk about that we watched in media corner is the boys season one and i think this might be the best takedown of superhero fiction since the Watchmen*, period and that's a big bold statement to say but this takes the pathos the ideal i i'm I'm trying to sound smart here and every time i say a big word i stumble over it ideology of superheroes and kind of turns it on its head in a very unique and wonderful way you start to learn what would it be like if these super powerful beings actually existed? Would they have empathy for us, normal mortal souls? And it takes some really cool turns. And I just loved my time with this show. This is one of the best shows I've seen in a very long time. Very adult. It's not for kids, period. Very gory, plenty of sex, plenty of drugs, plenty of violence. But, uh, I just I just had a great time watching the show from the characters the acting the just general premise of superheroes that are larger than life and how they would actually act in the real world and I liked it I, I recommend that one so much um, if you're into superhero fiction especially so that is the media corner for this week and we're going to go into the news of interest it's the news of interest coming at you through the airwaves and t- decided to take a little bit, bit of a spin on the news of interest uh intro this, this week but uh i have some stuff here we're not going to go over all this i think i put too many things on this news of interest so we're going to just kind of jump around here uh KFC has a dating game come out, come, coming out, already came out, uh, it's the height of capitalism, uh, you get to date a sexy Kentucky fried chicken, what's his name, not commissioner, sergeant, what is it, uh, Colonel Sanders, oh my god, I couldn't think of it, it as like, commissioner, colonel sanders to get to date a sexy young colonel sanders and get to eat his fried chicken with the 12 herbs and spices you know you want to ladies (sighs) anyway uh i don't think i'm gonna play it i just wanted to mention it it looked dumb it it's a dumb you know what i might end up playing it because it's a dumb it's free it's a dumb Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. It's a dumb. (laughs) Uh, Shovel Knight announced some stuff. They actually announced a new Shovel Knight game called Shovel Knight Dig. And uh, it's from the Bomb Chicken devs and Yacht Club. The developers of, of Shovel Knight they're gonna team up and building a procedurally generated 16-bit style Shovel Knight game where you have to gather materials and dig downward and fight monsters and bosses and stuff and it looks very great the graphics and art styles awesome and I was so excited to see Shovel Knight be more than just Shovel Knight if you know what I mean so hopefully Since they have officially wrapped up development on Shovel Knight's King of Hearts DLC which should be coming out around December they said they have completely done, like completely finished you know, the main code and it's complete, but they still have some bugs and polishing before they release it in December. So hopefully when Yacht Club Games finishes up this, they'll release Shovel Knight Dig of course soon, but maybe they'll do a Shovel Knight 2 or a Shovel Knight 3D or something in the future. I, I want to see what that studio does. That isn't just that main game with DLCs. So I'm excited to see the future of that. Um, so loot boxes have hit a new high. With the NBA 2K My Team trailer. Just look that up if you want. But I'm just going to describe. What is going on in this trailer. So basically there are influencers. Like streamers. Opening up loot boxes that are literal. Casino slot machines and they are freaking out and it's a it's very disgusting like it's a very awkward and it just makes you feel dirty watching it like this is so scummy i guess i guess they're not hiding that this is gambling anymore right guys like is, look, this is actually gambling. We're real, liter- literally gambling with your money. Come on, guys, let's go get some card packs for some players in NBA 2K. Look, we have a casino. You can literally just pull a slot machine and spend real money on it. You know what? If, if people want to spend money on that bullshit, they can. But I just thought I thought the trailer was so like disgusting. Like, oh my god, this is just like so blatant now. They like it's just, it feel, it feel like a parody. You know when you see the trailer. Anyway. Speaking of shady microtransaction processes, Michael Transaction, hello. <clears throat> hello everybody, my name is Michael Transaction. I don't know where I'm going with this bit. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Michael Transaction, wow. <clears throat> hello, hello everybody, my name is Michael Transaction. <laughs> I will take your money for a skin of your choice. Actually, you know, you have to open a loot box and then possibly get the skin of your choice. Oh my god, you spent $50 and you didn't even get the skin of your choice? I'm sorry, give me more money and you might possibly get that skin of your choice. Because my name is Michael Transaction. Nailed it. Anyway, speaking of shady, (laughs) Microtransactions. Crash Team Racing. Um. Great game. The remaster is awesome. I I played a good amount of that too this month. But uh, they added Spyro. But before they added Spyro in the Spyro map, they added microtransactions and the ability to pay for progress right before then. They added a new currency so that the people that don't have time to sit there and grind to get Spyro can plop down 25 bucks and just buy Spyro. I guess that is not a negative, but it's a little shady. Uh, I didn't really appreciate that. It, like the the game had systems in it that reminded me of Fortnite, like a a loot box. Uh, what's it called? Skill tree, not skill tree. Uh, paid thing. I can't think of it. Um, uh, like <laughs> a season, and you buy it. Battle Pass. It's like a Battle Pass from Fortnite. Damn, that that, that was escaping me. But basically they had the similar situation where you didn't have to pay for it, but you leveled up to get different characters by doing races. And now you can pay for it. If you want to. To level all the way up. So, there's that. Yeah, whatever. I mean, Sierra played it enough to where she unlocked Spyro, but it took her quite a long time. So, it felt pretty shady that they added that after reviews like it's a few months after reviews have hit after people's impressions are out there after people are just glowing like oh my god this is amazing remaster they added a microtransaction thing into it that's a very activision thing to do it's kind of a bummer um there was a nintendo direct to let me did i I open this already yeah it didn't really blow me away too much but they did add super nintendo games to the switch which is really cool uh, I've been playing some Yoshi's Island on there. Because, you know, of course. Uh, Terry Bogart in Smash. Which is an SNK character. Uh, I actually knew that character, surprisingly. I, some people didn't. But I can see why you wouldn't know that character. Uh, Overwatch is coming to Switch. Hell yeah. I'm um, just kind of going over some basics. Uh, Doom64 is coming to Switch. Because, you know, why not? They have... What else stuck out to me here? Like, not very many other things. Like, they had some Animal Crossing gameplay that looked really cute. I wanna play it. Uh, Deadly Premonition is getting a sequel. I played some Deadly Premonition years ago. The game is weird and sort of funny. Sort is just off-putting, and it's been so long. I kind of want to replay it, um, and of course, there's a sequel coming out now, and it seems like it's partially funded by Nintendo. Or at least the publishing is, publishing side of it is, which is interesting, because uh, it's a uh, so Nin- this Nintendo Direct happened a while ago. When was this? Uh, September fourth. So it's been a few weeks, but yeah, I won't talk about it too much longer. Then a uh, week after that, they announced Ring Fit Adventure. Which is basically like this, uh, it's kind of like Wii Fit, but it's for the Nintendo Switch. And it's a RPG game where you are working out to defeat a bodybuilding dragon that's the bad guy. It looks fun. Very Nintendo. Very weird Nintendo, you know? And uh, also, around that same time, just I'm just jumping all over the place. Yakuza is a weird series, right? They're coming out with the seventh in the series. Next year, and it is a turn-based game, which is very weird. So, Yakuza is usually like a kind of run, run around, run and brawl game. You know, pushing, fighting people in the streets. This time, they are gonna make it a turn-based strategy game, or not strategy, just turn-based game, like a turn-based RPG-style uh, fight system. But I saw a summon, and he summoned a giant crab or a crab that. A guy's face, and uh, it's still wacky Yakuza, so I'm sure that's gonna be fun. Um, Gamescom happened. I'm gonna go rapid fire through this real quick. Little Nightmares 2, Kerbal Space Program 2, Comanche, Erica, an interactive full-motion video-style game, and Need for Speed gameplay, which I found pretty underwhelming. Also, they had some Death Stranding stuff, so let's talk about Death Stranding for a minute here. Uh, they have... Okay, this game feels like the biggest troll ever right now to me. So this trailer, they have Norman Reedus taking a piss. He takes a piss at the beginning, walks up the mountain with the fucking ladder, and then he goes up there, and literally, it's Jeff Keeley standing there as a hologram. And everybody on the internet is just laughing their ass off how absurd this is. And he's the ultimate fanboy in the game. Uh... Jeff Keighley is, and then Norman Reedus walks down the mountain. He tumbles and falls down the mountain. The baby's crying, so he has to shake the baby to make it calm, and uh, what is this freaking game? (sighs) It's just, I don't know what to feel about this, man. I'm a huge Metal Gear Solid fan. I love Metal Gear Solid. All of them are great for their own different reasons. But the more I see about Death Stranding, the more I'm like, what is this? Do I want to play this? Like, the the main premise of the story is you are walking from the west coast to the east coast trying to reconnect the United Cities of America, and it just, there's going to be action, there's going to be combat, and there's going to be stealth, but I just don't know what to think about it. Like, I'm going to pick it up, I'm going to play it, but I'm just like, okay, you know? Um... Yeah, that's all I gotta say about this stranding. I'm just like I'm. I went from hype levels a million, like oh I want this weird shit, to where this weird shit's just like what the hell, you know? Um. Yeah. So that that, that, that was that. Um. We had a state of play. Uh, let's talk about this Arkham City thing. This hype. I I got suckered into the hype train. Got suckered in, guys, by WB Montreal. They were tweeting little things little hints about arkham stuff about court of owls looking stuff like two days before state of state of play so i'm like oh my god arkham's gonna happen oh my god scott snyder just retweeted it said court of owls oh my god this is gonna happen this is gonna happen and then when the state of play came around there was no batman to be seen and i was bummed and i got ryan at its rock and sauce in this hype and i felt really bad because i hyped him up with me he was on the hype train with me and then the hype hype train went off the rails guys it didn't work out because <sighs> I was sure I was sure that it would be at state of play I was like this is going to happen this is going to happen we're going to get a Batman game it's gonna be glorious we haven't had one for four years it's time Um but my prediction now is it's gonna be a New York Comic Con maybe which is next week. I'm not going to get my hopes up this time because I did that last time and it was bad. So, uh, yeah. Let's see what else I was going to talk about. Oh, The Last of Us trailer came out. It's going to be great. I'm excited. Some people are saying that they are concerned that Ellie's girlfriend is going to be fridged, which basically means she's going to be killed off to push the fl- plot forward, use more as like a prop than an actual character. So hopefully that's not a thing. Hopefully that's not really what's going to happen, but if we'll, we'll see. Um, the graphics were stunning. The gameplay looks brutal and crazy. I loved The Last of Us. I just recently replayed that when the Kartrisko played it. I don't know. It might have been two years ago at this point, but I replayed it when they did, and I really enjoyed my second playthrough of that game. Uh, I think the stealth is awesome. It's a very tense game, very challenging. I was playing on the hardest difficulty, and it's always a good time. I love that game. To Death, the original Last of Us, the sequel. I don't know if we really need a sequel, but I really hope they prove to us that we needed the sequel, you know? I hope the story is good enough to warrant the sequel existing in the first place. So, yeah, that was the main highlight from State of Play. There's a little couple little things there. There's like a game called *Watum*, which has been kind of talked about for a very long time. It's by the kind of Mario Demasi people there's one that's called like human kind humans something and that's um i don't have it in front of me i would close the thing like an idiot um it's by the tetris effect people and rest people which is a brand new game so i'm interested to see what that ends up being uh they put out a med- medieval demo which i'm gonna play and uh yeah uh they had a uh what's it called xbox id at xbox thing uh, announced more game pass games game game pass is the best deal in gaming uh, copyright sean from game buzz but uh, <laughs> uh it is it really is a straight fire guys like we got gears five on there got dmc5 we got dead cells got after parties coming october 29th we got outer worlds coming in october as well and we have ukulele coming now we have like a ton of really cool looking games so uh talos principle which i've been actually wanting to play for a very long time so i'll be playing that when it comes to game pass it's the best thing i've i've spent money on like gaming in a very long time so that's it that's the news of interest this week guys so many things to talk about i could keep going on about news but you know what i'm gonna do next we're gonna do voicemails and the community corner so voicemails was a new thing i tried out that we're doing and i did get a couple here if you want to leave a voicemail to the frantic thoughts hotline go ahead and call 832-377-0641 i'll repeat that one more time it's 832-377-0641 leave a message we'll read it we'll have a conversation and i feel like the audio quality is generally pretty good so the first call i got is from a a spam caller so we'll play that for a second and laugh out. i haven't read listened to this let's see what it sounds like
1: <laughs>
0: okay that that was something but i here's the real actual call which we got on august 18th so i'm answering this it's from somebody we're gonna play it right now
1: Hey, Josh Trapp here. I was down here in my video game, about to play some games, and I noticed I have this really old, ratty book I use to enter codes and hints and stuff in the games as I, as I play them. So I have this one book that's just full of years of notes and random scribble, from video games like Mega Man to really any game that gives you a code. Do you have anything mm-hmm. like that? Do you keep a book of video game codes around so the next time you play you got it right there? Let me know.
0: So I don't currently have one of those. Sorry, it's a letdown, right? But I did have one for years. That was Grand Theft Auto codes. I really got into doing codes for Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, San Andreas 4. I had all those codes written, written up in the same, like one note, piece of notebook paper, like literally. It was front and back, all the codes. Um, I still know the codes for gta San Andreas, pretty well let's see if i can do it l1 r2 i'll hold on r1 r2 l1 r2 up down right up down right up down right that's uh the high tier weapons see i remember the codes but yeah i used to be really into like getting the codes for gta and doing that um portal was another game that i did jot some notes down for uh, the original portal, uh, it was mostly just, like, uh, like, kind of drawing out maps for a specific one I got stuck on, trying to figure out the physics for it. I remember doing that. Um, I rarely ever pull out a pen and paper for games, period. Um, I'm not much of a retro gamer, though, uh, in the modern day. So, games like codes, like, like you said, you had codes for Mega Man and stuff, like, to get to different stages, I'm assuming, right? So, you know, I'd, I remember back in the day when i was a kid uh, i used to do write down the codes for a game called what was it pack attack yes pack attack's fun and so basically like uh it's a tetris game with pac-man mechanics and if you haven't played it it's on super nintendo uh they used to have codes for the levels and i would write those down and also i think tetris tetris attack as well had codes for levels. super nintendo game uh so yeah thanks for the question travis uh it's travis from polykill um yeah, I wish I had a better answer, but I feel like I answered it pretty well. Uh, he actually sent me another call, so let's play that one as well.
1: Hey Josh, it's Trav. Uh, longtime listener, second time caller. I was curious about your opinion on peripherals with games. I recently have been playing a few games with my light gun zapper on the NES, and it's a newfound love. I didn't really care for it much when I was a kid. But something recently, I was just really curious about it, so I've been really into that. Of course, there's the steering wheels and all the others, the power gloves Mm. and uh, guitars and all kinds of stuff these days. So do you have any specific peripherals you like or any that you're interested in or any that you hate? I'd love to know. Thanks.
0: Yes, I am a huge music game fan. So Guitar Hero, Rock Band, I love that stuff. So currently I have the setup ready it's not like out and ready to go at all times. Not like I'm like ready to have a rock band party at any time, but I have the setup ready to go on my PS two. I have two guitars for PS two for guitar hero, and I have all the guitar hero games that ever came out one through five world tour, all those. I have a PS three guitar to play that system. And then I have a guitar for the PC with the USB. It's an Xbox 360 guitar, but it plugs into the PC. And then I have a modded Guitar Hero 3 with extra songs on my PC. And then I have a game called Clone Hero on my PC where I can put different songs that the community has made into there and play Guitar Hero. I'm a huge Guitar Hero fan. I've always loved that that series ever since it came out, ever since my mom worked extra overtime to buy us a guitar when the original came out. I've loved that series to death. Played it hours and hours with my friends Um, when Rock Band came out. I was playing Guitar Hero World Tour instead of Rock Band, which is basically the same thing, but I had, I don't have that set anymore, actually, I should say, but um, had a drum set and a mic and you play that. I have a Rock Band 4 set, though, that I play here and there. Um, I kind of regret it that I don't play it more often because I really like the drums and but i'm not very amb- ambidextrous so i'll be like trying to play drums and being very terrible at them and then i'll get very cocky and i'll put it on expert and then i'll fail and then i'll feel bad about myself so that's how it goes when i play drums but that's those are probably my favorite per- peripherals ever um i don't know if you count it, but i've been really enjoying my playstation vr i played i don't I have many games that i purchased with PSVR, but I've played a lot of Beat Saber and a lot of stuff on there. Um, recently played a Spider-Man Far From Home like little demo game on it. A lot of fun. Very immersive and surprisingly great. I love AstroBot on there. Um, let's see. Peripherals. I, I feel like there was another one that, that was sticking in my mind when I was thinking about it. What was it? Oh, I know a really good one. Mario Paint Mouse. Now, that was some legit amazing shit when i was a kid i was so blown away by the mario paint mouse i played that mario paint game so much when i when i was a kid that is uh oh, that's good memories right there that's probably my favorite peripheral of all time like right there so thanks for the questions man that, that's really awesome so if you guys want to i want to keep this going so if you guys want to send me another message uh for the next episode which hopefully won't be too far out in the future probably next week or so uh, call that number it's 832-377-0641 and that's it for the community section it's time to wrap it up thanks for stopping by this extra long episode of the frantic thoughts pack podcast be on the lookout for videos and the Quick Save club podcast from minecraft should be up in the next week or so also, be sure to check out the Cartridge Club forums over at cartridgeclub.org slash forums, and there will be a special spot for this episode if you want to talk about it. And if you want to participate in the Cartridge Club Games of the Month for October, since it's basically October by the time this is released, Cartridge Club is going to be playing Castlevania 3, CC Portable is playing 999 on the DS. And I'm going to start including RF Gen because I've been really getting into that podcast. I've always listened to it i just i'm gonna mention them from now on so rf jen's gonna be playing bloodstained curse of the moon and of course i'm co-host of a pc gaming podcast which is similar to these game of the month podcast which is called quick save club and next month we're playing seventh guest which is a classic pc title with some kind of horror spooky vibes which i'm very excited to try out also the minecraft realm is going to remain on throughout october so if you want to get in and keep on playing online with us on the minecraft realm go check the twitter over there at quick save club there's a link to the realm or you can come to our discord which is on that same exact page on a club on twitter you can find the discord there as well and uh yeah we're gonna keep that realm open i think people are enjoying it people still jump on from time to time it's not super busy in there but i i like the idea of just having it up for one more month just to see if people want to keep on playing that's going to be up as long as people want to play it play on it so thank you for listening thank you for being patient with the show thank you for coming back and listening to the episode even though there's been a hiatus it just happened, so... It happens, guys. I, I, I will be making more shows, more episodes of this, more videos in the future. Just stay tuned. Come check me out at Frantic Society on Twitter. That's Frantic, S-O-C-I-E-T-Y, for any future updates and for my Stream of Consciousness tweets that I really love doing. And, uh, I'll catch you guys on the next episode of Frantic Thoughts. Thanks for watching. Well, Actually, no, there's no video on this one. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Catch you guys next time. Bye now. Bye. Oh, I didn't do I just did my old school bye. Bye. Bye guys. It all
2: became so lovely. Those bluest skies above me. Those funny feelings I had felt before I met you I thought I'd stay a while I tried to learn to smile So many colors I had of light escaping, shadows of my fear invading. Have I seen this all before? I know that there's something residing, a terror deep inside me. I couldn't understand how you on that distant shore